This is the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Bibas, episode number 44, Monday Momentum. Have you ever had to start over? Not the, the new job or a new house or a new car, but really, really start over like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Have you ever found yourself in a place where the life you thought you had and the life you thought you knew somehow disappeared and now you are trying to figure out how to rebuild everything in what seemed to go away overnight? If you've ever been in the place of really needing to start over, of having to start over whether you wanted to or not, you're going to want to check out my latest book. It's called Begin Again, 32 Ways to Release the Fear of Starting Over. And it's available on Amazon Kindle. So you can go to my author profile, amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Cassandra Bibas and dive into the book. Because in the book, I talk about why it's so hard for most of us to begin again, what we can do to make the process maybe not easier, but simpler and more effective, and how we can really release the fear that comes anytime we are put in a position in life to start again. Because what gets in the way of starting over is not the actual starting over process. It's the fear we have about it. So be sure to pick up my book, Begin Again, 32 Ways to Release the Fear of Starting Over on Amazon. Find me at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Cassandra Bibas. Let's get ready to begin again. Hello, hello, everybody. Cassandra Bibas here. Welcome to another episode of She Runs the Show. If this is your first time listening, I'll just give you a little tidbit about She Runs the Show. She Runs the Show is for women entrepreneurs, but not only women entrepreneurs, but women entrepreneurs who want to have both relationships that rock and businesses that thrive. And so if you're listening to She Runs the Show, welcome. I am thankful that you chose to listen to this podcast and this episode. It is for you because you're you're listening. And if you are a continued listener, can I just shout you out for a minute and say thank you? I have heard from so many of my entrepreneurial friends who say that they were reached out by someone who listened to their interview on this show. If you are listening to the show and you are always listening, you're waiting for that next episode, you love She Runs the Show, uh, please send me an email. I just want to thank you personally. So she runs the show podcast at gmail.com. Skype me. Send me something on Instagram. I want to talk to you because I am so grateful and thankful for your support. You have no idea how grateful I am for those of you who listen consistently, who keep me motivated. There are moments, and I'm sure as an entrepreneur, you have them where you're like, oh, there's so much to do and so little time to do it. And how am I going to get everything done? And should I let something go? And there have been moments where I really thought about letting this podcast go. And it's because of all of you that I haven't. And I am ever grateful for the role that you play in inspiring me, in keeping me motivated, in just being a part of the journey of She Runs the Show. I I can't say enough that I am ever grateful for you. And so if you reach out to me personally, I want to make sure that I, I talk to you because you really get me. And so I thank you for being a part of the show. All right. 
Let's get out of the mushy stuff, shall we? So welcome to episode number 44 of She Runs the Show. In today's episode, we're talking about self-sabotage and the five ways entrepreneurs sabotage their business without even knowing it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if I'm no stranger to self-sabotage, I'm sure you're no stranger to self-sabotage. And so I thought it was important on Monday Momentum to get to the bottom of this nonsense. You know, uh, there are lots of ways that entrepreneurs sabotage their business without even knowing it. So we're going to uncover five of those today. We're going to get down into the business. And so by the end of today's episode, you're going to learn the five ways entrepreneurs sabotage their business without even knowing it, what it takes to overcome self-sabotage, and how you can open yourself to receive everything that you want. It is a process. It does take a lifetime. Trust me, you've got more lifetimes coming up, so don't worry about it. All right. So before we get started, I just feel the need to to get the right vibe on this show. And one of my favorite authors of all time is Marianne Williamson. If you have not picked up A Return to Love or Enchanted Love or The Gift of Change, please do pick up some of her books. All of her books, her prayers, Illuminata, are amazing. And in the the book, The Gift of Change, let's just start it. Let's get into the space, shall we? Because we're talking about self-sabotage. So we kind of need to get into space. So in the book, The Gift of Change, here's what Marianne has to say. The most important thing to remember during times of great change is to fix our eyes anew on the things that don't change. Eternal things become our compass during times of rapid transition, binding us emotionally to a steady and firm course. They remind us that we, as children of God, are still at the center of divine purpose in the world. They give us the strength to make positive changes, wisdom to endure negative changes, and the capacity to become people in whose presence the world moves towards healing. Perhaps we're alive during these fast-moving times in which the center does not hold, in order to become the center that does. And let me repeat that last, those last couple of lines because it's critical to what we're going to talk about today. Because oftentimes as entrepreneurs, we we question our value. We question whether uh, what we're doing in the world means anything to anybody but us. You know, uh, well, aren't I a dime a dozen? Or aren't there five other people who are super big in this industry? Or am I really making a difference? You know, I got five views on my video today. Are people really watching? We all have those moments and those seeds of doubt and those seeds of insecurity, they do lead to self-sabotage. And while it's normal to have them and it's normal to wonder, about the impact that you're making. What Marianne says in The Gift of Change is so important. Let me say it again. Eternal things become our compass during times of rapid transition, binding us emotionally to a steady and firm course. They remind us that we as children of God are still at the center of divine purpose in the world. They give us the strength to make positive changes, wisdom to endure negative changes, and the capacity to become people in whose presence the world moves towards healing. Perhaps we're alive during these fast-moving times in which the center does not hold, in order to become the center that does. If you ever wonder what is your impact, if you ever question, you know, am I really making a difference in my business? Remember, 
That's sometimes the reason why we're here in a world where, where it seems that the center does not hold is to simply be for one other person who hears us or sees us or knows us to become in a world where the center does not hold to become the center that does. That is impact. All right, so we have we have created this space, have we not? We've created this space. Now I want to get into the episode. Five ways entrepreneurs sabotage their business without even knowing it. Okay, let's talk about those five ways because there are probably at least 100, but I really want to hit home on the five that I see happening, especially among women entrepreneurs, especially among new women entrepreneurs a lot. So number one, number one way uh, women entrepreneurs sabotage their business without even knowing it. Number one, Looking for more experience to feel good enough. I know you're with me when I say this. How many of us are always looking for the next certification, the next degree, the next training, the next conference, the next thing that we're going to take to learn more, to add to our skill set, to build our expertise so we can feel like we're good enough to go out there and own our space, dominate our industry. Do you understand that men don't do this? Let me just break it down. Men do not feel like they have to continuously build education, certifications, attend conferences in order to feel good enough. They go out into the industry with no experience, just their confidence, their gusto, and their passion for what they do. And they declare themselves the king of that castle, and then they dominate the marketplace. As women entrepreneurs, we need to catch up to that. We are spending far too much time sabotaging our businesses, sabotaging ourselves because we are looking to get more experience, quotation mark, so we can feel good enough, so we can feel like an expert. Declare yourself an expert. Build in your expertise. Learn as you go. Dominate the marketplace. That will make you the expert. So again, one of the biggest ways we self-sabotage is looking for more experience. The next certification, the next thing in in order to feel good enough. Second way that women entrepreneurs sabotage their business without even knowing it. Waiting, 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 waiting to have enough likes to go full throttle. You know what I'm talking about. Like you want 5,000 Instagram followers. You want 20,000 Twitter followers. You want 5,000 likes on your Facebook page before you really go all in, before you really go full throttle. You want to have, you know, 20,000 hearts on Periscope before you really start doing three videos a day. Let me help you out. You have to put whole mind in present action first, and then all the likes will come. And you got to stop scoreboard watching. In other words, who cares how many likes you're getting today? And who cares how many people are on your Periscope? If there are four people or there are 4,000 people, do it with all of you in it. And a lot of us women entrepreneurs, me included, I'm over here with you. I'm not speaking to you because I've got this figured out. I'm speaking to you because as I teach, I am teaching myself. We are waiting for enough people to like us. And in social media, we don't we think it's this harmless thing, right? Hearts on Periscope, uh, high fives on, on Instagram, follows on Instagram and, and Twitter. We think it's harmless. It's not harmless because, again, it's another form of wanting, needing, seeking the approval of other people. And, you know, again, there's nothing wrong with seeking approval. We all do. It's human. It's totally human to seek approval. I love approval. I don't know about you, but I love it. 
I love when people approve of me. It doesn't feel very good when they don't. But there is a big difference between seeking approval and needing it. And in this big social media world where everything is like gung-ho and, you know, I mean, everybody's looking at how many likes they're getting and how many comments they're getting. The reality is that you can't wait to have what you consider enough likes to really go full throttle, to really put yourself out there. you got to put yourself out there now when nobody's liking your stuff, when nobody's watching your YouTube video. You know why? Because this is the ground where you can make mistakes. This is the ground where you can experiment and test things out without people backlashing you all the time. Just give yourself a couple months because there are always the haters out there and they will hate uh, even if you only have five YouTube videos. So what am I saying? Waiting to have enough likes before you put all of yourself out there is a form of self-sabotage in your business. Here's the third way that women entrepreneurs sabotage their business without even knowing it. I'm going to get a lot of hateration about this, but I'm just going to call it what it is, okay? Let's just get real for a second. Testing the waters on multiple projects at the same time, multitasking, multitasking, multitasking. You know, women for centuries have been quoting the fact that they can multitask and they're awesome at it, and that's what makes them better than men, when in fact the research and the science now shows that human beings never multitask. We do one thing for five seconds, one thing for five seconds, one thing for five seconds, and it goes on and on and on. It may seem like multitasking to you, but the human condition was not built to do that. And so what we end up having are entrepreneurs who uh, call themselves multi-passionate. And there's, listen, let me, I I hear Marie Forleo say this all the time, and there is nothing wrong with multi-passionate entrepreneurs. I get it. I am multi-passionate too, and I have squirrel syndrome every now and again. However, especially when you're in the very beginning of your business, you have to be laser focused on what your goal is, what your brand is, what you're selling, what you're doing. Clarity, clarity, clarity. And it is hard to have clarity when you're always changing your mind about what you're focusing on. If you find yourself in your business constantly changing your mind, like, I'm going to do this. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm going to write eBooks. Okay. Then I'm going to do a podcast and that's what I'm going to monetize. Okay. No, no, no. Then I'm going to offer this course on this. And then, no, no, no. I'm going to offer my... That, first of all, you never give yourself time on any one thing to build mastery. So that's a problem. And then the other thing is that you you have no focus. You're, you're testing the waters. You're a beginner at everything. You're an expert at nothing. Talk about hurting your sense of feeling good enough. Testing the waters on multiple projects at the same time is a form of self-sabotage. And it's one of the most insidious forms of self-sabotage because in the moment that you're doing it, you think that you're being creative and you think that you're exploring your options and you think that as a new entrepreneur, you're doing your due diligence when in fact what you're doing is undercutting your success because you're not getting success early because you don't have clarity. Boom. Testing the waters on multiple projects at the same time is not a good idea and it is a form of self-sabotage. Fourth way that women entrepreneurs sabotage their business without even knowing it. Here we go. 
hopping from business focus to business focus. Now, the multiple projects is kind of like testing the waters. Like, do I want to offer a course? Do I want to do a webinar? Do I want to do... That's testing the waters. But hopping from business focus to business focus is really like one month you are a relationship coach and then six months later you're a project manager for big companies and then six months later you're a copywriter. It's like, and I did this in the early years. I certainly did. I was a pre-divorce strategist and then I was a women breadwinners coach and then I was a business coach and you know now I write ebooks about fear. So, so you're not, you're preaching to the choir here. I'm telling you that I've been there, done that and it doesn't work and it's really not effective. And at some point you while you could do 10 different businesses and I'm sure you could do more than 10 with the number of talents and gifts that you have you've got this lifetime to really focus and and get to mastery on a few things and typically it takes a good seven years to get to mastery now think about that if you started your first business at seven years old and you have seven years to master one thing, you're probably from seven to 70 only going to get about nine or 10 businesses in. And that's assuming you have very minimal mistakes. So again, changing your business focus, changing your entire business again and again and again is a form of self-sabotage, hopping from business focus to business focus. Now, the fifth way that women entrepreneurs sabotage their business without even knowing it is this, trying to replicate the leader in the industry instead of finding your own path. I know that it can be very tempting to say, I want to be the next Danielle Laporte. I want to be the next Marie Forleo. I want to be the next Lewis Howes. I want to be the next Gary Vaynerchuk, but a woman, right? So I, 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 and I love all of those people. I love them. I think they're amazing individuals and they rock their business like none other. But what I love about those individuals is that they rock their businesses by being themselves. Marie Forleo is not Danielle Laporte, and Danielle Laporte is not Gary Vaynerchuk, and Gary Vaynerchuk is not Lewis House, and Lewis House is not Pat Flynn. And so they rock their businesses in their own way. They're not trying to replicate each other or to be each other. They're doing it on an entirely different level. So So you might want to learn from those rock stars. There are things entrepreneurially that you can learn from them and you can sort of replicate maybe some of their systems or how they do things. But trying to be the next Lewis house is not a good idea because you're not Lewis and Lewis isn't you. And so if you're trying to be just like Lewis, you're missing out on all of the opportunities that you have to find your rock star status by totally and completely being yourself. So again... Just to repeat, the five ways entrepreneurs sabotage their businesses without even knowing it is one, looking for more experience so that they can feel good enough. Two, waiting to have enough likes to go full throttle, like put themselves completely out there. Three, testing the waters on multiple projects at the same time. Four, hopping from business focus to business focus, never sticking with one thing to mastery. And five, trying to replicate the leader in the industry instead of finding your own path. Now, let's talk, I mean, if you recognize yourself in any of those things, if you say, 
Well, yeah, I do one, three, and five. And and from my personal experience, I've done all five. I've, I've done all five at different points. And sometimes I come back to three and four and, you know, I have squirrel syndrome. I want to hop from business to business. I get it. If you recognize your own ways of self-sabotage in those five examples, let's talk about what it takes to overcome self-sabotage. couple things. So if you want to overcome that self-sabotage so you can really take your business to the next level, number one, you've got to decide that your success is inevitable. You've got to decide that your success is inevitable. In other words, you've got to get relentless, unreasonable, and absolutely vigilant about the extent to which you have certainty around your success in this business. You've got to make a decision that come hell or high water, I am getting to the level that I say I want to get. And that is, this is an unflinching decision. This is an unyielding belief. And yes, will you waver? Yes. Will you have doubts? Yes. Will you really say to yourself, especially in the beginning, can I really do this? Yes, you will. A lot. But every time you say to yourself, can I really do this? You've got to come back firmly saying, yes, I can and I will. This is done. There is no other option. A to Z, this is exactly what I'm going to do. Watch me. So you've got to decide that your success is inevitable. You've got to be unreasonable about your belief in yourself. And you've got to get rid of the excuses that are holding you hostage. You've got to get rid of those excuses. You know, and, and, and when I say excuses, you know, we call, we say that there are lots of reasons why we're not in our business where we want to be. And we look at the people in our peer group who are there and we say, well, They had that access and that network and that kind of money and they didn't work full time. And, you know, we give all of these excuses about why we're stuck in our businesses. Well, you know, the best way to get rid of excuses is to make sure that you know which ones you're using. So let's talk about five excuses that as entrepreneurs, we tend to use a lot. Remember, I'm including me. I'm not. We're both learning here. So let's just be clear. You and I, we're in this together. We are learning together. So let's get rid of our excuses, shall we? Okay. So if you want to overcome self-sabotage, you've got to decide that your success is inevitable, and then you've got to get rid of your excuses. Here are five excuses that entrepreneurs tend to use a lot. Excuse number one, I don't know enough. Listen, there are people who are not as smart as you, not as experienced as you, not as capable as you, not as passionate as you, and not as courageous as you. And for some strange reason, they are doing way better in their business than you. How do you explain that if they don't know as much as you? Yeah, it's an excuse. Excuse number one, I don't know enough. Excuse number two, I don't have enough help. Listen, I could live in that excuse all day. I haven't hired an assistant yet. You know, I've been needing to hire an assistant and I am dragging my feet. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, And I could use that excuse all day long. I don't have enough help. But here's the reality. You have all the help you need because you have two hands, two eyes. You're working it. You have an internet connection somewhere, even if you have to go to Starbucks. And you know what? You have all the help that you need to get to the level that you need to get to before you bring on more help. Period. That's a belief. So if you are going with the limiting belief of, I don't have enough help, you need to 
flip the switch on that and say, I do have enough help. I have me. And that's going to get me to a certain point. Will it get you scaled to seven figures? Probably not. Um, Have some people done it alone? Yes, they have. Can you do it alone? I'm sure you can. You might not sleep, but you can. The reality is, is saying I don't have enough help is an excuse because you're going to do one or two things if you really want to get beyond that excuse. You're either going to sleep less or you're going to hire help. One of two things. And both will still get you to where you want to go. So excuse number two is I don't have enough help. Excuse number three is there isn't enough time. And listen, I know what you are talking about. I I am really working on this abundance of time thing because I wake up in the morning and I feel like I'm dashing from the time that I get up to the time that I go to bed. It feels like a race against time. So I get it. But that's an excuse. There's always enough time because we always make time for the things that are important to us. Now, I will say that we live in a society that really promotes this lie called work-life balance. And I will say that we do live in a society that, you know, on one extreme tells you to be all Zen and spend three hours meditating every day and you'll be successful in business. And then there's this other side that tells you never sleep, don't meditate, work 18 hours a day, and then you'll be successful. And those two sides are at war every single minute of every single day. So it gets really confusing when you're new at this to figure out what's going to be right for you. I agree with that. There is this tug of war between these two ends of the spectrum. And at the end of the day, it really comes down to this. Different seasons, different reasons, different needs in different seasons. Some seasons of your business, you will work a lot and a lot more than you may even want to. And some seasons you'll work a lot less. And some seasons you will have other things going on in your life. You'll have a baby or you'll get married or you'll have to deal with taking care of family. I mean, there are just things that come up and it will change how you operate. However, however, I will say this, uh, there is always enough time. You were given a purpose, many, more than one purpose. You were born with more than one purpose. And the entire reason you came into being was to fulfill that. So if you're worried that you don't have enough life and enough time to get to where you want to go, second guess that notion. Because you came here specifically to do those things. You were born to do those things. You were built to do those things. And so you've got enough life to do those things. Now, there is a difference between having enough life to do what you were born to do and getting things done in the time you want to do them. Different, right? Your timing, God's timing, totally different. But what I will say is the the idea that there's never enough time or there isn't enough time is a total and complete excuse. When it's your priority, you will make time for it and different seasons will call for different priorities. And it's so important. This is what women entrepreneurs do. We feel guilty when we're in a different season, which calls for a different priority and we can't meet everybody's needs. Hello, we're not going to. We're not going to. So why don't we just get rid of the blame, shame, guilt game because it doesn't serve anybody. It steals our energy. So then we have less energy to work on the business and less energy to give into our lives. Why don't we just let that go and just say, what season am I in? What do I need to do? How do I get on my path and do that? So excuse number three is there isn't enough time. Excuse number four, not enough money. Big excuse, not enough money. Especially if, uh, look, if you don't have a day job, let's say you quit your day job and now you're struggling because your business isn't making tons of money and, and, you know, you quit your day job and you're like, oh, 
And, you know, you're like, there's not enough money. I'm not bringing enough money. The focusing on bring, not bringing enough money is going to keep getting you more of the not enough money. Remember, money is energy. So a big piece of that and something that I'm learning is that it's not about the money. It's about what the money allows you to do and how that freedom makes you feel. Danielle Laporte does a great job of this in the Desire Map. She talks about getting down to your core desired feelings and deciding how you want to feel every single day in advance. You don't need all that money to feel that way. You can actually tap into those feelings and feel your core desired feelings now. So the not enough money is a total excuse because at the end of the day, it's not really about the money. It's about how you want to feel when you have the money because the money gives the freedom and the freedom gives you the feelings. But you can actually work the other way around. You can decide how you're going to feel with the money and the freedom and find ways to feel that now, which then brings the money that much faster. So excuse number four is not enough money. Excuse number five is nobody knows who I am. So a lot of the self-sabotage does come from the fact that we go, well, nobody knows me. I'm a newbie. It's going to take me forever to build a following. It's really not fun. You know, all that kind of stuff. Listen, any rock star in the entrepreneurial world, and I named quite a few of them for you. I named who? Let's see. Danielle Laporte, Lewis Howes, Pat Flynn, uh, you know, Jamie Tardy. Um, so many of them, Marie Forleo, uh, Chris Carr. I mean, there's so many rock stars in business. They started out not being known by anybody. They started out, you know, having a small following and they built that up over time. You know, people want to act like these people came overnight, you know. Danielle Laporte, like at this point, it's been over eight years since she first started, probably closer to 10. Yeah, it takes time. There's no such thing as an overnight sensation, an overnight success. You've got to be willing to put in the work. So don't worry about whether or not people know who you are. They will if you're consistent and you're persistent and you're passionate about what you do. It's inevitable because you will still be standing when all of your competition has lost their way because people do not know how to win the persistence game period the end so if you stand here long enough if you're passionate long enough you will outdo all of them okay so there you go now let's talk about before we end this how you can open yourself to receive everything that you want and these are three little things that you can just start doing today in your business number one accept compliments you know women have a tough time with this People tell you, oh, you look great. And then our immediate response is, oh, thank you. So do you. Like, we feel like we have to give right back because somebody gave something to us when really what we could do is we could just soak it in. We could just accept the compliment. We could just allow it to land. We could be like, thank you. And just take that in. And just take it in. So accepting compliments is the first thing that you can do to really open yourself up to receive everything you want. The second thing that you can do is accept help. You know, people offer us help all the time in many ways that we don't exactly realize. And you know what? We could just start to say yes. Instead of saying no all the time, we could just start to say, okay, you want to help me do that? Sure. 
And maybe they won't do it as well as we do it, but accepting help is a form of abundance and you've got to be willing to accept the help. So number two thing you can do to open yourself up to receiving everything that you want is accept help. Number three, give with no agenda. Give with no agenda. Uh, You know, we're so focused on how many likes we have and how many follows and how many people are on our email list and all of that kind of stuff, how many dollars we have in the PayPal account or the bank, that we oftentimes forget that the way that you get the things that you really want is helping other people get what they really want first. So we've got to get to a place where we give with no agenda, like just dive in serve, serve, serve. Don't worry about the numbers today. Just give. And you'd be surprised how much actually comes back to you when you live in your business that way for a period of time. So again, we've talked about the five ways that entrepreneurs sabotage their business without even knowing it. And I want to just end with another Marianne Williamson quote. She really breaks this down. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes when we're in self-sabotage, we really, we feel stuck, right? Like self-sabotage doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel free. Um, and, and oftentimes when we're in the midst of self-sabotaging, we don't really know how to break out of that. So I think this quote from Marianne's book, The Gift of Change, is a really helpful one. Because if you're feeling stuck and you're like, okay, I, now that I've listened to this episode of She Runs the Show, I know my self-sabotage pattern. I know how to overcome it. I know the excuses that I'm using. And now I'm going to start to accept compliments and accept help and give with no agenda. But I still feel really stuck. This quote from Marianne and the gift of change is going to be helpful. So, so let's end on this note. So in the gift of change, here's what Marianne says. Whenever our outer world remains stuck, it is incumbent upon us to look, not outward, but inward. It is a call to find the places in ourselves where we are holding on to old ways, where we blame others rather than taking personal responsibility for our woes, where we judge our others instead of blessing them, where we are hard rather than vulnerable and open and kind. These issues hold the hidden keys to unlocking our unsolved personal mysteries, To achieve breakthroughs in the external world, we had best achieve internal ones, for the level of consciousness is the level of cause. Addressing problems at their cause means addressing them inside our own selves. Addressing problems only on the level of their effects in the outside world is failing to address them deeply at all. And remember, at the end of the day, this is all an inside job. This everything that's going on, you know, In another part of the book, Marianne says, all of us are on a spiritual path, but some people simply don't know it. Your business, your calling, your purpose, it's all a part of your journey in this lifetime. And when you're feeling stuck, it's really important rather than looking to just the external things like what, how am I sabotaging myself? What are the excuses that I'm using? What do I need to do, do, do differently? It's really important to go back to the inside and say, how am I feeling? What do I need? 
What am I yearning for? And how can I give those things to myself? Because it all really comes back to you. And if you can treat yourself in a way that is loving and kind and nurturing so that you feel safe and secure and you feel loved and provided for, then you do show up in the world in a different way. Then you do really go full throttle in your business Then you because you're not afraid to do that, you know? So take care of the inner world and the outer world shows up. So I would just say, really listen to this as many times as you need to, to get to the bottom of where your self-sabotage is coming from, and then work with your excuses so that you're not listening to them and really open yourself up to receiving by accepting compliments and accepting help, saying yes when people offer their support and their help, and then focusing in your business on giving, 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 giving. And then to see what happens, you know, good stuff always happens when you do that. So thank you, everybody, for listening today. As always, you know, I talk longer than I expected to talk. I'm so glad I didn't quote 20 minutes because we are now at 33 minutes and 48 seconds. And that is without the intro. So thank you for joining me on this episode of She Runs the Show. I will certainly talk to you next episode. <laughs>